Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, our first podcast of the week. Everybody calm down, especially God. you, Leisure Fryer. Oh, I'm so sick of that flat ass. <laughs> Fucking guy sucks every dick of every podcast known to man. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, where is it? You know, if he put his energy towards something productive, like cleaning the side of the fucking freeway, this place would be a lot better to live. But instead, he just sits around all day, probably in fucking tidy whities listening to any podcast he can find. Jesus. Shoot a little higher, kid, okay? Remember what Casey Kasem said? Keep your feet on the ground. Keep reaching for the stars. Yeah. That guy's hands stopped right at his front pockets. Play his pocket pool all fucking day. I'm so tired of that old fucking sack of shit, even though I still love him like family. <laughs> was, did you see? Goddamn, Fryer laid me out today. Did you see that picture he posted, that guy? I think his name is Luke. I hope I have that right. No, I didn't see it. Luke has a picture with Fryer's. With Fryer's he's got a T-shirt, excuse yeah. me. A light blue T-shirt with Fryer's face on it, okay. and it's like the greatest shirt ever. Oh, that's too funny! I, I, Fryer's I, his own shirt. What the hell? You know, somebody Sully said it. Okay. Uh, the other day, and I, I could not have been more wrong on a, on about ten guys, and I, I openly admit it because we just didn't know. Yeah. Fryer was one of those guys. Um, Sasson was yeah. one of those guys. We just, we just, fuck, I love these guys. Sully's great. Fryer's yeah. fucking great. Um, Craig Meaty. Yeah. I never, I, Craig fucking kills me. I don't know why. Craig just <laughs> cracks me up, man. And, and there were a handful of other guys, too, that I just think early on we didn't understand. Um, but I'm, I'm, I, like, I openly have said to all those guys, yeah, oh, yeah. I was, I was completely wrong on those guys. Sully's great. Friars just family. I love yelling at him. He knows he's hysterical. Well, that's why when we had a chance to do the show at Cali Comfort, it was great seeing oh, those guys so in person. Great. It changed everything. Yeah, all those guys, man. Yeah. And they've been uh they're all outstanding for the charity thing. They've yep. all they've all just stepped up when we needed them to step up. So yeah, keep in mind, I grumble about Friar. <laughs> he, we would be so lost if, <laughs> if when Friar moves on if, in forty years. 40 or, years or 40, 40 minutes <laughs> 40 minutes <laughs> i mean but he's hysterical yeah man. he's great and, and he goes he goes to the one fucking shot at kevin playing drums in the office yeah uh, does he play drums i don't know but that makes me laugh every time uh, that he posts the same no, thing makes me laugh awesome. every time he's goddamn awesome no so. no the, the guys we have are great that's the one thing about radio i tell people all the time is that you just have no idea who's listening who's possibly yeah. listening that's why the podcast has been so great for us because we get an idea really who's listening it's not some bullshit meter system true it's a, a chance for us to see faces and people always go what got you in in radio and I, I always tell them i said look i was always a shy kid growing up mm -hmm. i go it's kind of like the san diego chicken you get a chance to put that costume on nobody Jesus knows how, who Christ. the inside is and you can do whatever you want and going on the radio no as soon as you walk into the studio most people don't know what you look like they don't know who you are you don't get recognized once in a while You'll say something out in public and someone will recognize your voice. Yeah. But otherwise, I, I was saying it's the best because it gives, it gives you a chance to show your personality or maybe a personality that you normally don't use because you get a chance to entertain people. But when we got a chance to meet the people at Cali Comfort, it changed everything. But Teddy Giannola's the chicken. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He's another line of Padre things we let get away. Yeah. He's a horror chicken. All he does is travel ballpark to ballpark all over the Shit, country. Man, I was in Chicago last year for a trade show and I saw Teddy and he, I've known him a long time. 
fucking good dude. He looks so tired. Of course but, he is. If you were holding up Lonnie Anderson posters your whole fucking life, you'd be exhausted too. Jesus. I chart. Yeah, I chart. Being on the umpire. Yeah, exactly. He's like, if I got to act, I got to take a leak on this dink again. <laughs> How old but, is he? Do you know? Well, shit, man. That was like 78. So yeah. if he was 20 at that time, oh, he, was really? in, he was at San Diego State when it yeah. started, right? Yeah. So he's in his 60s or 70s. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be. Wow. Yeah, he's got to be 60s. He's walking around. But here's here's my thing, right? Yeah. When you think about level of local celebrity in San Diego, I I found I sent you on Twitter the other day, and I hope you listened. I to did. It. Did you? Did it knock you out? No, I hope I, it did. No, I tried. Honestly, Doctor Dean. Yeah, I honestly I tried. I went into a room where no one was bothering me. How annoying is he? It's Isn't annoying he as fuck, man. And again, uh, no, yeah, you'll yeah. go. No, just rest and relax. Yeah. With each breath, you're getting more and more sleepy. More and more. But yeah. he's got that puker voice. Yeah. Dr. Michael Dean. Yeah. I sent Dave I did, on Twitter. Yeah, I did try and fall for it. Yeah, honestly, I did give my best effort to see if I could yeah. get hypnotized. But I bet Dr. Dean got. Dr. Dean fucked chicks based yeah. on his show, right? Probably. Probably a lot of chicks that you know look like they from Lakeside. <laughs> but so what? <laughs> what? Okay, his boys, his boys left. His boys left the farm. Um, you look at guys like Turco probably fuck chicks, right? If yeah. he's single, like uh, you know, if these guys, any of these guys are married, I'm just hypothetically if they're single, um, if they're married, then good on them. But like, radio guys get laid, yeah. Fucking, and there's no skill set in radio, none. <laughs> None. Okay. There's, in all honesty, do you think there's a bigger skill set? I'll ask you in radio. Any job but radio. Okay. Well, okay. Outside of radio, I agree with that part. Okay. So here's the deal. I'm going to give you the three that actually people compare. Okay. Radio, print, and oh, TV. Oh, God, no. Okay. Uh, TV, uh, we're better than TV. Yeah, I agree with that. We're better than TV, but there's no way we're, we're in the neighborhood of print. And print's the one that's dying. And then the next people that get appreciated even less are radio, and then TV makes the most money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I watch. Like, there's no way fucking Anderson Cooper could do this podcast every night. What's he going to come in here and talk about? Make he won't talk about, won't talk about his mother. You yeah. talk about his mom, he won't ever talk to you again is the story. Yeah, he's going to laugh that geeky little laugh he's yeah. got. Um, no, I, I like print guys a lot. Um, but. To me, what I look at, it was funny hearing Stern the other day and talking about now all these guys. There is an actual Radio Hall of Fame. Yeah. And that just, I laughed in my car. I'm like, who would be so bored to go to the Radio Hall of Fame? Like, you and I just joked around yeah. about it. And uh, I found the place when we do the San Diego Radio Hall of Fame. I've already, yeah. we're going to we're gonna go into the, uh, in the back room of the Aladdin restaurant on Claremont Mesa Boulevard. <laughs> Where is the Radio Hall of Fame? I have no idea. Chicago. Is it really? And he's talking about all these guys, Jonathan Brandmeier and Kid Kelly, all these other <laughs> Fucking Jeff and Jer and Sablon just sat there and jerked off on the front yard because they got elected. Who fucking cares? <laughs> Look, to me, you tell me what you think, okay? Yeah. Anybody who listens to this, and I won't mention names, but there are there are people that listen to this uh, that are in education. Yep. Miles ahead of where we are. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Fluger yep. does uh, computer shit. My, so far ahead. Of, we can't even see you. You're so far gone. Uh, what Sean Walchev does to run a restaurant yep. every day. 
Right. I mean, the list, Brian Curry, all our guys, what Barkley does. Military guys. Fuck. Okay. Don't make me cry. <laughs> what? We are like, all of you, if it was high school, you're like advanced math, and radio is a fucking elective. We're like work experience. That's all we do. Yeah. Remember work experience? You came in and you talked about, you know, the the tits on Vera. God, you see them? They're oh, she's so hot. You take her behind round table. And uh that's all we, that's all radio is. Yeah. And there's so many guys that do this think they're so fucking important and there's such bullshit shut up you know it's funny you and i talk about program directors a lot you know and that's someone whose basically opinion of what belongs on the air oh god is what works the best but i always said if you were to take a ceo of any company and you stick them and make them a a, a pd or a boss of a station you'd be shocked how well they do (laughs) they do very well whereas if you took a pd and made him a ceo he would struggle yeah i mean look at what happened at 1090 and we haven't been here for a couple, for more than a week. So I don't think we touched on this, but we got the numbers for men 2554. Yeah. Congratulations to Woods and to Ben, who are doubling the numbers of Nick and Judd and more than doubling the numbers of Dan Cilio. For men 2554, that's the key demographic yep. for sports talk radio. Now, what those numbers show you is on average, there's about 1,400 people aged 25 to 54 that are listening um, to to Stephen Ben. Yeah. And then it's half that number and, and down. But they have a nice little thing going over there. It, it's a very likable show with two very likable guys. And, uh, and it's fitting in really nice. And then you have management over there. That is determined that every four minutes they're going to make them sh- stop and say San Diego sports leader. <laughs> and and I just, I find that asinine. It's so stupid that you would do that. Yeah. You just chase the listener away. And you go, the guy who's doing it's got 30 years in radio telling them to do it. He writes your check. You can't tell him to fuck off. But the entire audience is like, fuck off. <laughs> You're not saying, what, what makes you San Diego sports leader? Just because you gave yourself the title. Yeah. I mean, just just say, hey, it's Stephen Bent. And yeah. and Dave pointed out to me, nobody writes anything down anymore. Dave, it was a great point. You don't have to tell people who you are because nobody fucking needs to know. Yeah. As long as they're listening for a five-minute window, you're going to get credit for the five minutes. Stop beating us over the head, you fucking dummy. You know what's funny is after you and I had that conversation, Howard Stern brought it up as well. Says yeah. how crazy it is to say your own name on the radio people know where they are why would you continue to say your own name it's very weird to say your own name over and over again yeah and here's the guy who's the best in the business whether you're a howard stern fan or not he is the best in the business to sit there and have a career the way he does but to sit there in every four minutes and make you stop what you're doing and take the rhythm of the show out and say san diego sports leader it's ridiculous yeah uh darren uh triple the audience of mark and rich and doug gottlieb yeah and Kaplan's same thing, just blowing Hartman. So they are San Diego sports leader. It's no bullshit. Well, yeah, I would call myself San Diego sports leader if I had Monday Night Football, if I had the Padres. Aztecs. Yeah, I mean, they don't they have, have anything. Yeah, they, they got the goals. Well, you know what? That, that's kind of a, an interesting point as far as how important it is to be a flagship. 
Is it that important for you to, to you to, well, for you to win? Is it important? Now we aren't talking money. Obviously, yeah. there's more money being made at 97.3 because they have the Padres. Well, the the difference that you get from 97.3 to 10.90 is in what they call the cum. Now, Dave, you're a PD, former PD, but this is the way I understood the cum, and the way I understood it was, we are a restaurant. Yeah. Every show is a restaurant, and the amount of cum that you get is if we have the same 10 guys that come in every day and maybe they spend 15 bucks and they get lunch, but that's our cue. Yeah. It's the same 10 guys that come over and over again and visit and they come in, they like the restaurant, they love the chicken salad and out you go. So you go, okay, well, I'm paying my bills, yeah. but unfortunately I only have the same 10 guys coming in. Where Padre Baseball helps you is that it increases that cue. Correct? Yes. Because there are people that may not be the, the, let's use the numbers that we talked about for Stephen Ben. The, the men 2554, if you have an average of 1,400 people that are listening in that age, I would think 97.3's hope is we're going to get more than that number. Yeah. Because they're going to, everybody's drawn to the Padre games. Hopefully they start to win. And we will increase the cum because that was always the challenge is how do we bring more people in to the movie theater? Yes. You can have the same 10 people showing up watching movies every day, but how do we get it so now it's the same 25 people or the same 50 people or the same 100 people? Am I describing that basically Pretty right? Pretty much right. It's, uh, it, 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 you want as many unique people unique. as possible. Correct. And so when you talk about – we talk about having a female demographic on this yeah. podcast – we like it a lot. We do too. Yeah, I mean, you know exactly. what I'm saying? So that's what the Padres do. The Padres will give you the male and female. They will give you young. They will give you old. The Padre radio does help as far as that cumin goes. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, we told you, because we talk about everything on here, that I had a meeting Padres last week. It was yeah. great. Really great. And they immediately stepped up and are putting together some really nice items for our event coming up August 1st. And we had a great time, talked about, God, I was there almost three hours. Um, Really fun to hear what they have planned for next year, which is the 50th anniversary, and, and looking further down the road. Um, and And I just, I tell you, man, it's like the more I talk to those guys, the more I like that ownership group. Yeah. I really feel like, they they get it and they're in tune with with everything and you just go okay this is kind of this is kind of a good group and and they were really supportive of the podcast and um, different things told me a great story and I don't think I'm speaking out of line if I share this story okay and it, I, I I know I'm not speaking out of line because it it goes back to something we had talked about on a podcast. But it's San Diego, and it came around to uniform color. Yeah. And you and I said on an early podcast that one of the reasons they didn't like brown was we had been told that Ron Fowler's wife didn't like brown. Yeah. And then Annie Heilbrunn was at an event, said, hey, I'm here with the Fowlers. They say that's not the case, So, and we cleared it up. They told us that when... You're a minority owner of a team, and I, I would have never guessed this, that you're really not involved 
I mean, I understand yeah. you're not involved in day-to-day decisions, yeah. but but you really have no say. Yeah, it's like that uh, that letter I get every year from Amazon. Yeah, saying I'm invited to the meeting. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm a, I own one share yeah. of the Boston Celtics. Yeah. I have no opportunity to change the colors. To say if you want you want to go with Gordon gold. Hayward or not this summer. Yeah, I have no say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they were saying that um, that Ron, as a minority owner. Uh, really didn't have a whole of lot course. to say. Just yeah. like, hey, write your check. Pay up. We exactly. need money. Pay up, asshole. So, hey. <laughs> Do you think that's what they asked No. It's so, not Ron. It's the old owners is what I've said. Yeah. Yeah, so, go ahead. Uh, so what I was told the other day was that with the previous ownership group that they had talked about uniforms and said, hey, we did research and fans don't like Brown. Yeah. And they shared that with the minority owners. So when, you know, personnel change and, and marketing people and other people come in and say, hey, you know, what do we think about this? Ron said, well, we already paid for the research and the research said people don't like it. And they go, okay, they blew it off and then time goes by and more people are talking about Brown and Ron says, yeah. we already did the research. People don't like it. And apparently in one meeting, somebody said, well, let's see the research. And they started looking and they go, we can't find it. <laughs> and they were really, they were really candid the other day. Yeah. And apparently this has all been made public that they said, you know, we had been going off this research. We saw it. Yeah. But now we can't find it. And so we're starting over. And wow. I thought, all right, good enough. So they're, they're looking into it and they're going to check everything and, Go and and I guess we'll find out finally once and for all whether or not some combination of brown and gold or white and orange and blue and navy and yeah. red and green whatever the hell color will be uh, they'll figure it out. Well, let me ask you this: a couple things. One is if you're the Padres and you're really going to do research on what the color of the new uniform should be, mm-hmm. who do you go to? Do you go to the season ticket holders? Do you go to, you put it on your, your Padres.com? What do you do? Well, apparently, just like there are the people you go to if you're going to build a new stadium. Yeah. It, right? Stan Kroenke says, hey, I'm going to build a beautiful new stadium. Arthur Blank says, I'm going to build it. There are groups that you go to that have resume where they say, well, we did it for this team and that team. Same thing. Yeah. So you go to this firm and whoever they are, that's what a gig, right? Yeah. What a gig. Just design 50 different types of uniforms and it's probably just thumbs up and thumbs down. And you come in and you get a cross section. Dave, I don't know. I didn't ask. I I don't know who will be in the room. If it's uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. I don't know how you scale a one to 10. I, I don't know how it works. Um, but I just know that there is more research coming. And what they made clear was, no, it was not Ron. Ron thought that, that yeah. Ron saw research that said people didn't like it. But then when they went back to find it, nobody, yeah. they checked 25 different people. They couldn't find it. So they're like, all right, we'll screw it. We'll start over. And that's funny. I, we've had this talk about the uniforms a bunch of times. You're a big fan of the brown. You like the brown and the, like, some of um, the new ones that people have thrown out you like a lot. Well, the ones that AC put out the other day, I thought were some were okay and some were awful. 
Like some of those you saw that were brown with the gold numbers. Yeah, I don't like the gold numbers. Terrible. Yeah. And orange letters. Yeah. Like you have to look at that and go, okay, you like that for one game. Do you really want to look at that 80 yeah. games a year? No. And hopefully it's not. Whatever they get, honestly, I want them to stick with something. I want something yeah. to say, we're going to do the Cardinals, the Yankees, the Dodger way, where we stay with the one uniform and we aren't yeah. changing. If you go to, let's say the Padres are in town for a seven-game, nine-game homestand, you're yeah. going to see – so many different uniforms. Jesus just that you're going to see brown on Fridays. You're going to yeah. see the military on Sundays. You're going to yeah. see the white. You're going to see the navy. They have so many goddamn uniforms already. Yeah. You know, where I, I almost think like when you look at the the three organizations I just mentioned, it's a sign of of history and as far as embracing what you are. Yeah. To say we aren't going to do this. We're not going to keep changing uniforms every five years. It's it's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of like what what the team is. It's um, right now, as far as the, the color, honestly, I don't care. I don't feel like I'm the right guy to sit there and say I'm not the, the diehard guy that loses his mind on what color the uniform is. There's a certain yeah. way I like it to look, but fine, whatever, whatever they choose. I like the 98 ones are my favorite. You know, the ones yeah. they had with the pinstripes, they had yeah. success in those. Um, someone made a comment about brown. I made a comment back. Kripabakwa jumped in, got real sensitive about it. And it was one of those where we didn't stink in the brown. Well, for the majority of the time you were in the brown, you did stink. I mean, yeah. sorry, 1984 was a great year. 85 was an exciting year. 82 sucked. Yeah, I mean, you did. You, you, you stunk in those uniforms for years. So yeah. what? Well, I, I, I'm really one of these guys, and I've said it on the podcast a hundred times. I can't wait for the future because the first 50 years have sucked. We've made the yeah. postseason five times in 50 years. Yeah. It, it has sucked. Let, let the, the, the Basically, the, the best is in front. So let's move forward, and whatever we decide, let's stay with that. I don't care what color they are, but I'm one of the few guys that do like the 98 ones. I like the Navy. If they go brown because they're the only team in baseball would have brown, fine. That's it. We embrace that. Yeah. I, I like the ones that somebody put out. It was during the Camp, camp in Cashner year yeah. that they had superimposed those, and they looked really good. They did look good. They got to get w away from that uh, that printing that they have right now. That printing that they have is just kind of uh, kind of garbage. But as we're watching, kind of watching the end of Golden State, sorry, but I have a – a uh, ten-year-old son who's losing his shit. Now right he's now. definitely losing his shit yeah. right now. They were terrible. Don't God, yeah. the Warriors were terrible down the stretch, weren't they? Absolutely fell apart. The Warriors at home completely fell apart. As you guys know by now, it's ninety-four, ninety-two. Houston won that game, but Jeff and I just watched it live. Yeah, I'm um, good. So look, I, I will just say this. Um, that was the other thing too that that we <clears throat> had a brief conversation about was Padres Twitter. Yeah. And uh, look, I'll let them speak for themselves on that. I don't need to be their spokesman, but it was it was interesting to hear their thoughts on it and where it ranks and uh, impact, if any, that it has on anything they do. Okay, but, let me ask you: the meeting you had with the mm -hmm. Padres, what is the biggest strength in ownership in your mind, and what is the biggest weakness in ownership in your mind? Um, I think biggest strength is that they get it much different. Yeah, much different than what we've seen. Um, I would say much different than what we saw with Morad. I don't know that they get it to the level that Lucchino did. Yeah, but I don't know that anybody. I don't know. I don't know that anybody will come through here. But when you hear what they have planned for the coming years, the approach that they are taking to different things, and and just stuff going on behind the scenes, you go, yeah, yeah, you like it. Um, I like that question. What's the biggest weakness with these guys right now? Um, I mean, at, at the start of the year, we said, well, we wish you had gone out and gotten Cobb or Lynn or any of those guys, right? I mean, yeah. with our luck, 
they would have signed Lance Lynn, and Lance Lynn would have been who he is, yeah. which has not been too effective. And then Brian Mitchell would have got traded to the Giants <laughs> and been like a 14-game winner. Yeah. And Headley would have gone somewhere and hit 20, maybe not 20, but hit 12 bombs. You know what I mean? There's yeah. just things where you go, um, I, I, I think we probably all still wonder, will they, will they go for it? it at the level, I don't think it's fair to compare. You can't compare them to the Dodgers. Um, okay, but, give an example. The, the but Nationals, I think the Rockies will go for it. The Rockies are going to go for it. I was watching, uh, you know, I was watching a little bit of the Nationals today, taking yeah. on the Padres. And they made a comment about the Nationals because Bryce Harper is going to be freezed in, at the end of the year. And mm. for the Nationals, they say, come trade deadline. They're all in. They're, whatever it's going to take this year, the Nationals are yeah. making a run because they think if they don't win it this year, now they're jumping back to we're going to youth movement, rebuilding the whole deal. And wow. yeah. instead of looking at a team that continues to be in the playoffs every year, we're looking at a team now that's going to do the five-year plan possible. Wow. And so Scherzer and Strasburg yeah. and Gonzalez. Well, see, that's the thing. I think that's kind of being a little dramatic, don't you? I mean, to say one yeah. guy goes and, and Harper and all of a sudden you have all that pitching yeah. that is definitely good enough to win a World Series. What, which direction do you go? But anyway, I, I think that's an interesting point. The one thing we don't have the answer to as fans is we don't know what the books look like. We don't know how much money they have. We don't yeah. know how much they're hurting, how, how, how great they're doing. We don't know anything about it. So when it comes time to saying, can you make a run at it when you need those key players to finish out the pieces of the puzzle, will the Padres be able to afford to do it? Because in those trades, we all know in July you make those trades. You're you're losing. Yeah. You know you're you're paying you're overpaying is what I should say. Yeah. Um, I would say my biggest weakness that I would look at them with is, uh, and, and maybe other people look at it as a strength. I think a weakness in this business is being overly loyal. Yeah. And I think you have to be able to separate business from friendship. Yeah. And I'm not sure they can do that. I guess we'll find out. Who does that fall on? Are you talking player-wise like a, an A.J. Preller type guy? Or are you talking... Andy Green? Andy Green. Yeah, see... I don't, I don't know, man. I really don't. I yeah. mean, right now, right now, I don't feel like there's any huge yeah. pressure on Andy. But I bet he has to feel like it's increasing every day, right? I, I, well, it depends what you the expectation. Start showing some kind of growth. With, yeah, I agree with that. Where the expectation is, and you go, well, the guys are young. The two guys in your staff are guys that just got called up, but we look forward to seeing every single time. Whether it's Lauer and Lucchese, we want to see. Yeah. Those, that's what we're judging because we're thinking the best is behind those guys too. Well, and I, I think they probably felt like Lamette may have been better yeah. than both of those guys, especially considering yeah. he'd been up last year and you lose him for the year. Yeah, you can't. But again, you can't. You can't think about Lamette. You know, right now we can't. Think about him. It's like the yeah. old deal, the best ability is availability. And yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I look at I, – I give I give AJ some credit here. When Chase sucked, they just – that's it. We're going to de yeah. deactivate you for assignment. You're done. We're going to waive you. You're gone. And will they do it with Mitchell? I hope so. Yeah. And, yeah, it's a $13 million mistake, oh, but the what? quicker you can make your mistake – look, <laughs> this guy's not going to turn it around. At least yeah. he's not going to turn it around for the Padres. No. He feels so much pressure stepping on the hill when knowing Andy Green's going to rip his ass as soon as the game's over. He's never going to do well for the Padres. He's just taking up taking up space. If he finishes the season on the Padres' active roster, I'll be shocked. How about by the All-Star break? Yeah, and I think a lot of us feel that way. I mean, remember yeah. when they signed Jared Weaver? And we're like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, where are we going? <laughs> where are we going uh, with this? What are we doing? I understand Mitchell's a younger guy, but look, he, he just doesn't do it. If you can't if you don't have command of your pitches, you can't yeah. pitch in major league baseball. 
Yeah, I, I just look at that and you go, all right. Um, and then to me, I look at that team, what's really fun right now is to go, shit, man, probably in about five weeks, who's going out the door? Yeah. Because I think at this point, outside of Hosmer, right? Yeah. Do you feel like every guy on that major league, on the current, the guys who started tonight, every one of those guys should be available? I, I agree with you. Perella, yeah. Freddie Galvis, yeah. Spangenberg, Margot, uh, Jankowski, every one of those guys. Brad Hand should be available. Tyson yeah. Ross should be available. Every one of those guys. Because yeah. when you look at it, you go, for 2020 and 2021, are any of, none of those guys no. are figured in. Well, you made a good point right there. Out of the guys you mentioned, there are two guys that people want. That's Hand and Ross. Yeah. Someone's going to overpay for Hand, which is yeah. a benefit to the Padres. If and, they don't keep yeah. rolling him out there nine yeah. days in a row and let the goddamn on Sunday, he, he had such a noodle arm pitching yeah. against the Pirates, he got out of it. But And he's had a couple days off now with back-to-back losses. But yeah. He's got to go, and, and Tyson Ross has got to go. Maybe Clayton Richard. Yeah. Maybe get something mid-level guy for. The one thing about Ross is, man, that's that's just a bonus. I mean, Ross is a guy that nobody in Major League yeah. Baseball wanted anymore. Totally. He, he was done. Drew Pomerantz. And, yeah, and the Padres got something back for him all of a sudden, and you're going to be able to trade for him, trade, away, trade him away, I should say, in July or August, and you're going to get something back for him, and yeah. you won in that deal. That was a good offseason signing. Yeah, that he to me is Drew Pomerantz. Yeah, that would that be something you, else. That you were able to take him in and flip him for something. And and Hand, uh, to me, is a better, younger version yeah. of Fernando Rodney that you flip for Chris Paddock, who's one of your most exciting guys. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking at all those guys. But you go, okay, start, start moving them. But now don't move them. I mean, I, I guess, Dave, now the question is, Right when you moved the other guys, it was fine to get somebody in who was at rookie ball or low A. Well, now what are you looking at? Are we looking at guys that are high A? Are they Elsinore level guys? Are we looking at guys that are more double A? We all want double A guys, don't we? Well, yeah, but you go, man, yeah. Elsinore's so loaded that you say, okay, are we going to be able to replenish that roster? Because you have to figure Buddy Reed and, and Morion and Paddock and all those guys are going to be Moving up, Jorge Ona and the rest of them, you got to figure they're going up pretty quick. Yeah, I, I think it's fun. It's yeah. a fun time, though. I it will is, say it that. Is. It's a fun time for the team. It, it is fun. It's funny you said you, you don't want to fall in love with the players. I think a lot of Dyer Padre fans fall in love with the oh, guys, which, yeah. which is it's fine. Go Prospects. ahead. As long as AJ's not the one that falls in love. Out of yeah. everybody you just mentioned, out of everyone that starts of the everyday eight for the Padres right now, mm-hmm. Hosmer's the only guy that I want. All, yeah. I'm almost sick of every fucking guy on this team. Because I, I can sit there and go, this guy's a huge hole. Well, Barella can't hit a home run. You know, you no. go, the guy can't put the ball over the fence. Then you sit there and you go, what's the deal with Margot? What's his problem? Villanueva is the worst fielder I've ever seen. Yeah, boy, it'd be nice if he started hitting again. Oh, my gosh. If he, if Villanueva could start hitting again and you could flip him flip, for something? You, you could flip. You could. You could flip him to a, a DH. Cont- yeah, you could flip him to a contender at the end of the year for either God, a DH or a pinch a hitter that can ball. knock the ball over the fence in the late yeah. innings games. But, man, every time a ball is hit to him at third, if it's to his backhand, you're like, oh, yeah. fuck it. There's no chance. No. Yeah. And then yeah, his throws yeah. across the diamond make me nervous. So many things about him bother me. Yeah. But, yeah, you play for that home run. But there, Galvis, goodbye. Galvis falls on that Alexi Ramirez move. We're just another shortstop for this year, and let's see what we got next year. That's all, he, that's all he yeah. he's going to be from the start. That's what I'm saying. We've done this yeah. now how many years in a row where we get that shortstop, and you're just, it's a veteran that's here for one year and then gone. Yeah, biding time for Tatis. Yeah. 
just biding time. But but for me, Dave, one of the reasons why I don't have any problem with some of these everyday eight going is that in in my opinion, a lot of them have become conditioned to losing. And they've become conditioned to low expectations. Yeah. And I don't know that they're going to be able to flip the switch and all of a sudden become guys that expect to win every day. And, and like, you look at the guys that are coming up and maybe they they have a different mindset, right? Perella's not part of the long-term future. No, Freddie Galvis isn't. Uh, Villanueva is not part of it, right? Any of these yeah. guys. So whatever you can get for them, if you can get anything for them, flip them out. Why not? But I think you're right. I think ultimately Ross and Hand are the only guys that may bring you something significant in return. Isn't that one of the reasons Hosmer's here? I mean, for that reason, so you don't fall into the getting used to losing sure. thing. I mean, we don't know what goes on in there, but you like to think a guy like Hosmer, a guy like even the first base coach, Skip Shoemaker, a guy that's been part of winning teams, a guy like Mark McGuire, guys who have been around successful organizations to say, look, this is what's acceptable. This is what isn't acceptable. Yeah, we'll find out. It'll yeah. be uh, it'll be pretty good. Um, one other thing that ex- ex- uh, demands winning, something really close to us is the Cobra Kai. Yeah. Do you have Netflix? Yeah. Have you watch Cobra Kai? I've not seen it yet. It's on my list of things to do. I hear it's great. That fucking guy. One of my favorite guys is uh, William. Is it Zabka? The the one that plays Johnny? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, you're right on that. Is there an R in there? I'll look it up right now. Usually I don't. That but. guy is just, when you look at that guy, you go, that guy's just a, he's great, right? Yeah. And anything he's in, because he just fits that role perfectly. But it's funny to see him. I started watching the first episode the other day, and I go, this is just a guy where you said, yeah, I'm going to watch him. Dave, if I sit Is it Zabka? William Zabka? Zabka? That's him. Give me actors right now when you say, when that dude's on the screen, I'm watching him because you know something's going to happen. Isn't he one of those guys? Yeah, I'd watch that guy because he's part of my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. But, But you go, okay, this is a dude where you say, yeah. When he's on, like, trouble may start. <laughs> Mr. Lawrence, yes. Mr. Lawrence. God, I love, I told you guys, I, I sent to you, Dave, there was an oral history where they talked to all the different actors yeah. from Karate Kid. Those Cobra Kai guys were so goddamn funny, and they said how the movie came out, they all had to change their look because everybody wanted to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> But Zapka would be to yeah. me. I don't think there's too many people where you go. That's a guy you. When they always talk about your table of four, yeah. Put that guy there and go. Tell me anything you could tell me about being part of the Cobra Kai, and I would listen to it all day. I bet it's hysterical. One of the best videos ever is that YouTube video they made about how it was all Ralph yes. Ma- Ralph Macchio's fault. And when yeah. you read it, you watch it, you're like, "Fuck, man, the Cobra Kai were innocent. Yeah. This guy's always looking for trouble." That that article, and you have to find it. The history, the funniest guy is Chad McQueen, yeah, who's the son of Steve McQueen, and he said the director purposely kept all the Cobra Kai guys away from Macho. They didn't want him to be friends. Yeah, and he says, yeah, when I was on the set, I barely talked to him. If I did, I was just giving him shit. <laughs> Get out of here, you fucking geek. Yeah, ripping him. But then when you find out what what hurts your feelings more, when you found out that the Iron Sheik 
and Hacksaw Jim Duggan got busted in the same car smoking weed together. Or finding out that the Cobra Kai and Daniel LaRusso were actually, they're all buddies. I think that one. I think that one upsets me a little bit more. That those guys are all buddies. Are you more disappointed in Daniel LaRusso or are you more disappointed in the Cobra Kai? Daniel LaRusso. Oh, I'm much more disappointed in the Cobra Kai. (laughs) I'm more disappointed that uh, Daniel was wearing that goddamn West Chandler jersey when he was running like a motherfucker out of the school. He was running, but I swear that headband he had was phenomenal with the rising sun. That's it. And they talk about uh, that they didn't want uh, Pat Morita in the movie. Is that right? Yeah, they had other guys that they wanted. And uh, can you imagine that movie not being made with Pat Morita? No, Pat Morita was great. Ralph Macchio said he hated the title of the movie. Really? Yeah, he hated it when they were making it. He was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. And now it's all... When you saw it, did you see it in the movie theater? I did. Yeah, I did saw it in Carlsbad by the mall. Yeah, I, I know exactly which movie theater I saw it in. That's really funny that you say that. But... It was, uh, God dang, there are a couple movies that came out those like couple years where you go, okay, that stands out. Like, I remember seeing that. I remember, uh, you know, I, I remember 16 Candles going to see yeah. that around the same time. And you're going, The Karate Kid was great. I mean, honestly, I've seen The Karate Kid a hundred times. Great movie. And it came out, wasn't it relatively close to when Rocky Three came out? Yes, you're absolutely but right. But it was about the same time. Yeah. Same director from the original Rocky movie made Karate Kid. So same type thing. But it, yeah, you got to go back and read this thing because it, they did. There was such a science to how they made that movie likable, as far as placing him in yeah. Encino, doing those kind of things. Uh, yeah, Elizabeth Shue, but Zapka. Out of all the guys, I would say two guys. That if you go, okay, I just I want to drink beers with these guys, and I just want to hear them talk. Martin Cove, yeah, who played Sensei. I, I love that guy. Yeah. I could listen. And, and Zapka. Yeah. And I'd be like, dude, just, just, I, I mentioned it a couple, uh, couple of shows ago, being in Monterey and just feeding one lines to Bob Chandler and Randy Jones and just staying out of the way and hearing the stories. To me, it would be the same thing with those guys. I'd well, love to get Zapka on this podcast. Can we funny. do it? <laughs> that would be pretty cool. I bet we could track this guy down. You know, it's funny. The the Karate Kid was was great. Pat Morita, with just the fact that you said they didn't want a minute, he was so good in that. And he had yeah. some funny lines. And there was, a, do you remember, there was only, I think, there were a couple racial things in there. But there uh-huh. was, the, the, remember the part at the the beach where he's training him and he falls yeah. in the water and he was Danielson all wet and they're walking back and those guys are drinking beers and putting yeah. the bottles on the guys on his car. And you're like, oh shit, you know what? You're going yeah. into trouble there. But they, there's a little bit of racial joke in there, and then Pat Morita gets the, gets, yeah. the, gets the best of it. Yeah, always. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I want to watch that. But I will say, from the 10 minutes that I saw of Cobra Kai, my man Zapka slowed down a little bit. Those, did he? Yeah, those karate he moves. He's not, yeah, not a kid anymore. He's got to be over 50. He has to be over 50. So he's not, <laughs> not 17. But um, yeah, that shit's great. And then. Uh, coming up on Friday, I mentioned this last week. You have Showtime, right? Yep. Man, oh man, they have a documentary about a buddy of mine, Mauro Ronaldo, who's the announcer for Showtime Boxing. Yeah. Who is bipolar, legitimately is bipolar, and has struggled with depression and a lot of things. And there's a documentary coming up about Mauro on Friday night on Showtime. Man, for those of us that know him and I I know him couple couple layers removed. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm really tight with a guy named Stephen Quadros, fight professor. We're really tight. We did uh, the show together on XM. And Stephen called fights with Moro. So when I would travel uh, with Quadros, uh, we would always hook up with Moro. And Dave, do you have any buddies that are Canadian? No, but I have a bunch of people that I've met that are Canadian, I should say. They're, They're always the nicest people going. Dude, that's how Moro is. Yeah. And and he um, he's just a really, really good guy. And I'm telling you, man, this documentary on Friday night is going to be one that you will be you talking. Know, I shouldn't say that. Alan Taylor is Canadian. Is that right? Yes. yes. Is that our guy? Yeah. No shit. I knew. I was like, I know there's somebody that's Canadian. He I should be tailor-made ice rinks. That's <laughs> Um, every pool in San Diego to an ice rink. This yeah. is new business. But if you have Showtime, um, yep. it's coming up this Friday night. It's a documentary. And uh, like I, I, I know him. Um, we communicate on yeah. social media. And uh, I don't know, man. It's one of those things because it, he lets his guard down completely in this thing. And you, you see what depression and, yeah. and bipolar and, and mental illness uh, can do to you and like wow yeah i don't know but it is showtime his yeah. employer put it together and uh and you'll see it and i think you'll end up cheering for him at the end that's I, cool i'd love to track him down too he is a maniac and and i mean it's funny this guy's talking about yeah. mental illness sorry to call him a maniac <laughs> he's a loony bird no he yes. is just he's gotcha. so great he's so great and he's my favorite He's my favorite fight announcer, and he's a complete geek about wrestling, and he's a complete geek about MMA. Yeah. And he loves boxing, and he announces all of them, and he just is outstanding That's cool. in all three of them. And just like I said, just a really, really good person. So, yeah, if you have Showtime, it's on Friday. That's cool. Night. Speaking of Showtime, I, I tell you, I watch that show, Billions. It's the Oh, only I heard. Our, yeah. My, my boo. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa Ann was mentioned on that. I heard, right? Yeah. Now you don't. Now want... did they did they show the flashlight? Yeah, it was fantastic. It was, it was so great. There was a guy in the office who gets upset because his lucky dollar is missing that he has taped to his computer, and the guy says it's his dollar that brings him luck to make all this money on his stock deals. Okay. Okay. And he can't find the dollar, and he's pissed, and he's accusing everybody of stealing it. And he goes over to this guy who has one of those man purses. And he dumps it out, and here comes the Lisa Ann flashlight. He, no way! And the guy goes, "What the hell, man? Is this a Lisa Ann flashlight?" He called it Lisa. Ann? Yes. Oh my god! And he goes, "I'm going to a bachelor party later." He's <laughs> like, "It's out of the box." It's out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It was mentioned right there. I, I love that show, and so it's funny. It's the only reason I get Showtime. It's one of those where I cancel Showtime as soon as the show uh, the show is over. But anyway, oh. yeah, Lisa Ann was mentioned on there. No, you don't. You have to watch. And I just got Showtime back. You have to watch the circus. The circus is great because it's following uh, Trump okay. all around, and the guys that do it, uh, John Heilman is really good. Uh, from Bloomberg, the guy he used to do it with, uh, Mark Halperin, yeah. got busted, groping chicks, oh, so boy. he got kicked off. But they brought in Alex Wagner, female from CBS. She's really good. And then Mark McKinnon, who's a media guy. And they cuss David. It's, it's it's fun. Okay. But they're really tied in. They're really tied in. And it's um, it's got a little bit of a hard knocks feel to it. And they go around and they're on different things. They travel, but they have access to all these people. It's 30 minutes every Sunday night. The circus, the circus. dude, okay. you would love it. I would. Great right show. up my alley. 
Yeah, you can check that out uh, for sure if you have showtime. There you go. Hey, I just mentioned uh, Alan Taylor a second ago, of course. Alan Taylor, Taylor made pools. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Four, four, Again, it's 4452. I'll mess that number up right there. Don't wait until uh, the kids are out of school. Guess what? The kids are almost out of school. You guys haven't called Alan right now. You've made a huge mistake. 20 years in San Diego. Alan Taylor is your guy. Tailored made pools. Alan will make that pool just for you. New construction, commercial, residential, full remodels on commercial, residential, lots of new equipment and repairs. Don't forget about the saltwater technology that everybody's going with right now. Waterfalls, grotto slides, so many things to do to make your backyard a staycation. Alan Taylor is your guy. I'll give you that number again. Here's the right number, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Yeah, a bit of marine layer hanging around. I'm, I'm up in North County every yeah. day, and you go, all right, yeah, a little chilly out, right? But yeah. Memorial Day weekend is Monday. Memorial Day coming up this weekend. You know what that means, man? That means Dave hit it. Kids are getting ready to get out of school three-day weekend, get that pool up and running. And I think there's the, – the problem that I see with so many pools around San Diego is they were probably designed in the late 60s, yeah. early 70s, and you've just kind of done the same thing, right? You drain it, you clean it, you check the chemicals. Why not have it redone? I mean, have it really do the backyard. Give Alan a call. Have him come in. That I think the 3D images really sell you on what you can do. And I, I think maybe the other thing, Dave, is you probably don't even know how how easy yeah. it would be to fix that pool in your backyard until giving Alan a call and have him come out and check it out. Make sure you give Alan that call. Also, Brian Curry, if you haven't noticed oh, as well, boy. as Jeff mentioned, he goes, big holiday coming up this weekend. Look how many people have houses up for sale right now. Yeah. They're all over the place. Brian Curry is your guy. Here's the time right here to make that big move to upgrade, get yourself in a better situation. Brian Curry's been selling real estate in San Diego for more than 20 years. President's elite with Caldwell Banker, top 1% internationally, absolutely the best. Why would you go with anybody else? Brian Curry is your guy, certified negotiation specialist, member of the Council of Residential Specialists. Brian is your guy, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. All right, my man Curry is so great because we have a uh, 20th anniversary show coming up on August 1st. Yeah. For anybody that donates $300, you will be invited into the garage for a podcast. Yep. Uh, Larry Thomas is coming. Uh, Pete in Point Loma is coming down. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm mind blanking. But there's uh, Idiot Savant's coming. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, Idiot Savant. And, uh, man, oh, man, there's three. Uh, but Brian Curry had already donated – 250 bucks to our cause got it going before we had a venue before we had a date uh for the event and he said hey uh i guess i have to up my ante i go brian you're already in yes come on down nope kicks in another 50 bucks wow and uh and i we just couldn't be more happy yep to have him in and dave i i hear it all the time from people that are going through headaches with real estate and friend of mine's going through issues right now trying to sell her property and i i just kind of sit back and i laugh because i think a lot of you are finding what i'm finding which is my situation will be cleaned up probably mid part of september yeah we'll see what the market's like i i couldn't have less stress in my life when it comes to my future living situation because i know i have brian curry doing the job for me and and for me i have 10 year old twin boys 
I have to be close to them. They're going to be staying at my house a lot. I need some place that's safe, that's convenient for them. I could not have more confidence. And I'm going through it. Yeah. Going through it in, in 90 days. Man, people I talk, oh, I got to move. I got to do this. I got to do that. I'm like, call my man. Exactly. Call Brian Curry. It's all set. But especially, not only is he going to do you right for your living situation, but damn, man, when when we needed him to step up for charity stuff, he was right there, and we can't thank him enough. Of course. Brian Curry, again, you can reach him. Brian at BrianCurry.com or BrianCurryRealEstate.com. He's your guy right there. Again, pay attention to how many signs are out this weekend in your neighborhood and all throughout San Diego as people are looking to make those moves now that the kids are getting out of school. Yeah, they're all getting out. And because Dave doesn't get uh, – God, you get horse shit. Oh, I guess I got to go. Do I have to go on Wi-Fi down here? You probably do. I was going to say, um, because I want, I'm already on. I want to find the guys, and, and I apologize, because there are a handful of guys, and I meant to write notes down for all the guys that have contributed the 300. Uh, man, we cannot wait to have you down here. And if um, you donate for the group starting tomorrow, we got three more spots. If you donate 100 bucks, uh, I'm sending you something cool attached to the Vegas Golden Knights. Cool. Good deal. Also, uh, met with artists today. They're making the new Dave and Jeff shirts. So, oh, really? Uh, we'll get those uh, ready for you. Kyle Fluger was down here the other day. We're trying to change the website a little bit, make it yeah. easy for you to be able to get your shirts right there online. Again, the shirts, the money will go to charity for the shirts. The shirts will be cool as hell. So, Good. we'll have those ready for you. have an announcement for you very soon. Uh, Lisa Ann is coming down. She's confirmed. I, I've had a couple of conversations it's, with the People cannot believe it. They're freaking out. Well, what are they worried about? No, they aren't did worried they about I it at all. they think I couldn't close it? Did yes. they think I couldn't close Well, yeah. I did, didn't I? Like, they cannot believe that she's coming down, not only San Diego, but she's coming to the party, that she's going to be at the, the charity event August 1st. She uh, she has been an absolute pleasure to deal with. Wouldn't expect anything more. No, I mean, she's just been great. Like, I was... Yeah. I was uh, I, How about the fact she said, this is just the first one? Yeah? Yeah, like... <laughs> I, I saw it. I saw it. Um, she's been great. A um, yeah. couple of things. My man, Eric Weddle. Yeah. And I reached out to Weddle because we're just kind of doing it in, in layers as we close in on the first. And I said to Weddle, hey, man, I need a I need a jersey. It was signed jersey that I can auction off. Done. Yeah. Wow. Done. And that just, uh, I, I know there's whatever yeah. they're people just look at the big picture okay sean walchip from cali comfort when i said i i need you that night to come down yeah. and do pulled pork sandwiches he goes i'm done or i'm in he didn't say i'll, I'll come down give you seven you can split it up amongst <laughs> the group cali comfort was there stepped right up and that's why i said if you can't get over the fact that he has a friendship with guys with a team that left then i don't need you there yeah. I really don't. If you want to make a $10 donation, go ahead. What he is donating and what he's doing for us eclipses any bad feelings you have. I don't care. Uh, same thing with Weddle. It, when I needed Weddle, and I can only think of two circumstances in our 10-year friendship where I just needed him to step up, he did without hesitation and said, I'm in. I got you covered. What do you need? Gone. Don't worry about it covered and and dave i'm sorry i appreciate guys like that and and what they do uh wall chef lisa ann lisa ann was here's how it all came together 
dicking around putting that picture of her on the ranch. Yeah. And and me just doping around saying, hey, Dave, Merry Christmas. And she got a kick out of it. And she said, you know, why don't we do something for charity? Dave and I knew August 1st was coming up. It was the 20th anniversary. We had nothing planned. Yeah. If she doesn't go, hey, let's do something, then we're not benefiting Bob McElroy at the Alpha Project. We're not sending money to stand up to cancer. Yep. We are not sending money to charity water, uh, to the Suicide Awareness Program, or Rancho Coastal Humane Society. Yep. And if it wasn't for her or Weddle or Sean or Brian Curry or Alan Taylor or or Chris Carmichael or Alan Cson or all the rest of you, Pete and Point Loma, Larry Thomas, my God, man, all you guys just stepped right up. Tracy, I love yep. Tracy, goes, hey, can't wait to meet Lisa Ann with my husband. Yeah. I'm going to watch her husband the whole time. <laughs> Because, Trace, cause can you think of anything more awkward than your wife introducing you to, to Lisa Ann? <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. I'm telling you, there's a lot of women who cannot wait to meet Lisa Ann. They're showing up on August 1st. It is going to be great. Tad Ryan stepped right up with Disappointing yeah. Joseph, and they're going to be there. Here's how it goes. We have a GoFundMe page. I also love all of you that say to me, hey, man, I just want to make a donation. Where do I go? Well, I posted a link to a GoFundMe page about 17 times, but here comes 18. We ask that you put the money through the GoFundMe page because that way Dave and I don't have to chase checks yeah. or anything else. You pay the money and GoFundMe will pass it to us. Every dime that comes in is divided equally amongst the five charities. That's why we say $25 gets you in the door. Uh, for three people starting, there we This is screwed up. Wednesday? What? Today's Tuesday. Tuesday, but starting on Wednesday, okay. if you donate a hundred, I'm going to send you something from the Vegas Golden Knights. I only have about three of them left, but hottest team going. You're going to yep. like it a lot. Three hundred dollar donation gets you a seat on the couch down here for a live podcast broadcast. But you're going to want to be there. Padres are sending over a bunch of things, and on top of it. Uh, what nobody knows about is I have a very cool thing for everybody who's going to be in attendance. You don't even know what it is. Okay. And uh, But if you're there that night, you're going to get something. We mentioned the shirts are going to be available that night. Uh, it's going to be outstanding. Wednesday night, August the 1st. And uh, and don't complain about the day. <laughs> That's the anniversary yeah. of the show. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we didn't do the show on yeah. September 9th. We did it August 1st. Don't complain about East Lake Country. God, it's a fire. They fucking stepped up. They stepped up. Oh, here's the other thing. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. It just made me think of it. Somebody said to me on Twitter the other day, if I come down, will you record uh, my voicemail? That's sweet. So if you come down and you're paying 25 bucks, I have limited options. Yeah. But if you want to merit Poway... You got him? Uh, hey. You got John Butler? What the hell is this? Who are you calling? <laughs> did you do Ed McGuire? Are you going to do those? Ah, jeez. You know, Dave, uh, yeah, sure. I'd like to. Well, let me tell you something, Eddie. You're not going to do Jack Pitley squat shit. Except make sure the car's running. <laughs> John, it's for charity. Oh, did you raise your voice in me? No, I didn't. You're goddamn right you didn't. 
I'll squeeze your little fucking head. Uh, Eddie will do your voicemail. Uh, somebody asked what if about I'd coach. Do- Would you do coach? Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, coach kind of went Ed McGuire. Yeah, just give me a little time between them because they all merged together. But uh, yeah, somebody asked for Sandy Alderson. God damn, I haven't done Sandy Alderson oh since God. 2004. I told the Padres <laughs> that story. They loved it. Um, yeah, now personally, yeah. I'm going to have Lisa Ann do my outgoing yeah, message. No I mean, Jesus Christ, yeah. right? I, I don't know what she's going to say I'm doing or where yeah. I am, but yeah. I'm going to like it. Never changing my life. Uh, but yeah, we'll do all that shit. Yeah, that's genius. That's a huge, that could be a huge moneymaker for her right there. If yeah. she just did, oh my God, do you know how many guys and girls would love to have Lisa Ann doing that, going message on their phone? Well, you're going to pay for it. Yeah. But what we're going to do is it's just going to be cash in a bucket. Yeah. And I'll do the same thing. And then I'll get yeah. the bucket. We'll roll around whoever the fuck you want. Yeah. If you want any of that shit on your voicemail. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the mayor or, yeah. or yeah, John and Eddie. Who else? I don't, I don't really so have any more, Coach. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, but we'll do, whatever you yeah. want. It's just the night is going to be for you and and really about the charities. And, and it's going to be outstanding. It's, it's going to be outstanding. You mentioned uh, the Golden Knights because the Stanley Cup's yeah. coming up. Or almost. We almost know exactly who's going to be in it. Uh-huh. But when you when you look at the Knights, I, I, Bill Plaschke said something yesterday that I thought was. Well, I want to hear this. Well, so that's why I'm bringing it up to you because you're a hockey guy. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. When the Kings were out, I was like, oh, fuck it. But I've been yeah. paying attention. Kings and Preds, I, I was like, all right, I'm done. But I was, I've been paying attention. I mean, I know there's a game yeah. seven coming up with the Lightning Capitals, the whole deal. Um, what Bill Plaschke said was, it shows you how weak the NHL is that a team like the Golden Knights can step up in their first year and go to the Stanley Cup in, in year one, that the whole league is weak. Uh, he's a moron. <laughs> Knows nothing about the NHL. Almost as dumb as Carlo Cicchetto, who doesn't know shit about hockey, okay? I will tell you, because my company deals with the NHL. Yeah, that's what I'm asking you. All we do is watch NHL every day. We specifically paid attention to Vegas because people in my office watch the Western Conference. We have, just off the top of my head, friends that I talk to on a daily basis. We have a Sharks fan. We have a Ducks fan. I'm a Kings fan. We have a Blackhawks fan. We have a Red Wing fan. We pay attention to the Wild. uh, And an Avs fan. Um, I think the only thing we're missing is the Coyotes. But for my company, because we deal with the NHL and Vegas was coming in, we were very interested in a lot of different things as far as starting with the logo and the marketing and also who were they going to put together. Where it started off was you had Bill Foley, who is the owner of the Knights, and bought in for $500 million. Now, the NHL did something that the other leagues haven't done, and that is they said... All right, we're not going to give you superstars, but we're also going to get rid of this notion that, hey, you paid $500 million to join our club, but now you're going to be a bitch. Why? Yeah. We're going to see who the really good GMs are because they're going to be allowed to protect one goalie and a handful of forwards and defensemen, but there's going to be some difficult decisions that are going to be made, and we're going to see... Who knows what they're doing yep. and who doesn't? Uh, the Minnesota Wild fucked up because they panicked, protected the wrong guys, and a player named Alex Tuck uh, ended up on Vegas. Yeah, Columbus, for example, panicked, 
and not only gave up on William Carlson, who had an outstanding year, but they gave the the Golden Knights a number one pick to take William Carlson. Wow. Okay? So if you're Vegas, you're standing back, you go, all right, the Pittsburgh Penguins could only protect one goalie. They felt like Matt Murray was the, their future. Yeah. And in doing so, they left Marc-Andre Fleury wide open for the Las Vegas uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. What Bill Foley, the owner, did that was smart was he found George McPhee, who had been the general manager of the Washington Capitals and had done a wonderful job of building the Capitals, and he went and got McPhee to be the GM. The veteran established GM with a track record of winning. The Florida Panthers fired their coach, Gerard Gallant, and not only fired him, but they left him on basically on the side of the road. They embarrassed him. George McVie had been fired. These are two guys that came in with a chip on their shoulder. They'd been kind of shown the door. And now you had decisions that had to be made in the NHL where these GMs, all of a sudden, you had to determine, uh, am I staying with, am, do I trust Hunter Renfro or do I trust Manuel Margot? Yeah. Which one of the do I do I go with Will Myers or do I go with with uh, Eric Hosmer? Do I go with uh, uh, Lucchese or Lauer? That's what they had to do. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with what the NHL did. The NHL said, "Look, we're gonna give we're gonna we're gonna make this interesting." Yeah, what's the way they should do it? They came into a Western division that is loaded with an L.A. Kings team that had a lot of talent, the Ducks had talent, the Sharks had talent, and they rolled through it. Yep. They absolutely rolled through it. They had outstanding goaltending. But when you watch that team, the night of the expansion draft, the feeling was that a lot of the guys that they picked up, as they picked up draft picks as well, the feeling was a lot of these guys would be there and then would be nice Trade com, uh, trade picks, um, trade value. Kind yes, like of course. Kind of like the Tyson Ross type guys. Well, guess what happened? They started to win and then win some more. And we laughed at the trade deadline because we go, well, shit, now McVie's stuck with all these guys. And he maybe they get in as a six seed or a seven seed, but instead of short-term success, but does it help them long term? Well, then they kept fucking yeah. winning and winning and winning. They are great for the NHL because – what morons that don't understand anything about the sport don't get is people are talking about the NHL. They are talking about Vegas. They are questioning how it happened. Craig Leopold, the owners of the Minnesota Wild, when they announced their GM, Paul Fenton, today, I'm sure Carlo Cicchetto paid attention to that because he's such a hockey fan. Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, he's an expert. I'm sure Bill Plaschke could tell you that Tom Fitzgerald, assistant GM of the New Jersey Devils, was the other guy up for the job. No, he probably couldn't. But if you watch the NHL every day, you watch. What Craig Leopold said today, the owner of the Minnesota Wild at the press conference was, in a couple of years, when they have the expansion draft for a team going to Seattle, he said, yeah, I'm going to be much more involved in that. He said with a laugh. And it wasn't that he was bitching about the rules. He wasn't. He wants to know which guys are we leaving open. Yeah. The league likes it. It's a good thing. It's a new market. It's exciting. They're in. But most importantly, strong ownership hired a proven GM who hired a proven coach, and they made right moves, and they exposed other GMs around the league that when forced to choose between Myers and Hosmer, 
Margot, Renfro, Lauer, Lucchese, a lot of guys made the wrong pick. You know, we've seen other teams who have stepped up and had success almost immediately. and mm-hmm. not, not like what the Knights have done. But you look at the NFL. When the Panthers and Jags are second year, were both in the AFC and NFC Championship game. When you look at the Diamondbacks, three years after they started, they won a World Series. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's happened before. Why this is, is big, I think, is just as a guy that looks at sports. For Las Vegas, where for years could it ever work professional sports, yeah. well, now you've got a team that could win a championship in year one. Either way, they've, they've had That's such great. an amazing year from start to finish. They just got off to a tremendous start. As you said, they kept winning, and people kept waiting for the crash. It never happened. And rode hot goaltending in yes. Mark Fleury. And the Penguins had quit on Marc-Andre Fleury because yeah. they were going with Matt Murray. Exactly. And you see NHL, to me, more than any other sport, where they're so consumed about the draft and the young guys than they yeah. are about the proven guys that already do it. That they, they value those picks and the young guys more than anything else. Anyway, for what the Knights have done for the city of Las Vegas as a sports town, because it used to just be UNLV basketball yeah. Think forever. Think about when they started, Dave, yeah. one week after the shooting. It's absolutely one incredible. One week after October 1st. Absolutely and incredible. every night they honored one of the people yeah. that had been killed in that terrible shooting outside the Mandalay Bay. Yeah, absolutely amazing. My point is the Raiders are going to be going there. I mean, and the NFL will be there very soon. Well, they already have... Uh, a pretty good hold of the professional sports market. I mean, the Raiders couldn't be stepping into a better situation. Being here in San Diego, you feel like we just got passed up by Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, we're we're more minor league now than we've ever been. When we talk about the goals playing Bakersfield and Ontario and mm-hmm. the Padres struggling right now where they're at and without an NFL team and talking about hopes of getting a minor league football team and soccer yeah. city and all the bullshit that goes on, you kind of wonder, how the hell does this happen? Because Las Vegas had a vision. There was no yeah. vision here. There's there's lawsuits already all over the place about Mission Valley. I yeah. mean, everyone's getting sued all over the place. They can't get anything done. Someone asked me the other day, when did they rip down Qualcomm Stadium? I said, I don't know if it ever gets ripped down. Yeah. Did it just start falling down? I, I don't understand what's going to happen, but we still have no vision with our politicians of anybody that wants to make something great happen here. No, and, and it goes back to what we talked about earlier regarding ownership. Bill Foley found a proven guy in McPhee yeah. who had had success with the Capitals, and Gerard Gallant. Now, Gallant had been a, a good player. He he'd done well as a coach. It's not that he he was in a Stanley Cup. He wasn't Daryl Sutter. Who'd won a couple of cups with the Kings, but he was a guy that just fit in. Yeah. And they put together a group of guys that kind of came together. Had all been disregarded by their teams. Not like they they skated into this. I mean, shit. You read some of these guys on social media, you would think that they gave up on Drew Doughty. And Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby and Malkin, no. I mean, the guy who who scores the game winner that puts Winnipeg out is Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves is known for probably being the toughest guy in the NHL and was disregarded like Marc-Andre Fleury by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Won a Stanley Cup last year. He is known for being an enforcer. But guess what? The other day, whether it was blind luck or a skill play, unbelievable deflection and they beat Winnipeg two to one. And I'll tell you one thing too, people that pay attention to the NHL and make their living working in the NHL, while you may like the Winnipeg Jets with Patrick Line and Kyle Connor and some of the other guys on that team, nobody is saying shit if the Winnipeg Jets are representing the West. And nobody is talking today if the San Jose Sharks even the Kings or the Ducks. Yep. Nobody is saying jack shit. But with Vegas being in, it's a story because nobody's ever done it. But I will tell you, um, I talk to people in Canada all day long. All day long. 
dozens of people at every level of, the, of hockey, and they're up there and they just go, God dang, isn't that the craziest <laughs> thing? But they all look at Nobody's yeah. bitching about it. Nobody's bitching about it. They think it's great. Now, who I wonder about is the fan base in Seattle because Tim Lightwicky is part of the group in Seattle who's been all around sports. Of course. If you're in Seattle right now, you're going, well, shit, that sure looks easy. And they're not going to change the expansion draft yeah. rules. I mean, whoever Seattle, Seattle is going to have a chance. And the pressure is, again, going to fall yeah. on Rob Blake and other GMs around the league to go, when I have that decision of trying to figure out, what do I want to keep Urias or do I want to keep Tatis, which guy am I ultimately going to keep? Yeah. And I think that's good for the league. Oh, it is good for the league. It's not like, remember the NBA when your, your Timberwolves stepped in the league? Every Gary team, Leonard. Everybody, everybody was allowed to Richardson. Guys were allowed to protect the top eight. And then you got you got the shittiest four that yeah. you could find to fill out your NBA roster. Yeah, why do that? Yeah. Give guys an opportunity yeah. to go play. Yeah. But but they weren't. Owners getting, are weird because owners in the past were like, you're new to the club, but we're going to treat you like shit. You're going to carry my bags for a while. But the smart thing that yeah. McPhee did is um, you would have players exposed, okay, and they would say, do me a favor. Take Austin Hedges instead of taking Fernando Tatis, and when you do that, I'm going to send you a first-round yep. pick. Well, what happened was the Knights say, okay, they take a player like Austin Hedges, and then Hedges comes and hits 27 home runs. Yeah. And you get a first-round pick on top of it. See, that's... The problem isn't with what happened with the Knights. What the owners are doing is looking in at their own house saying, what the fuck were you doing, kid? <laughs> exactly right. What were you doing? Yeah. How did you give up this player? Why did you give a number one pick along with William Carlson, yeah. who had an outstanding year? Nobody's looking going, well, we had to give up Carlson. They're going, what were you doing? Look at these 10 scrubs you kept on our team. They all suck. Why don't you get rid of them? <laughs> so I think it's a great story for the league. Yeah. I really do. I, I think it's great. And uh, and I think they're going to they're gonna prosper. And then um, depending on how they draft, they could be pretty pretty well set up. It's funny. This kind of brings us back to a little bit about the Padres we were talking about earlier. I was going to ask you this question, but since you brought it up on the way it was worked out in the NHL, is if you were a general manager in professional sports mm – -hmm. And you mentioned as far as falling in love with the players, the guys because they're your guys, guys that you pick them, they wear your uniform. If you were a GM, what kind of relationship would you have with your players? Would you try and distance yourself as far as saying, if I get too close, it's going to be hard to trade guys if I'm familiar with them as a person, not just a player? Or would you sit there and try and get to know them as well as you can to know everything about them that makes them tick? Best, you best I ever saw was Kevin Towers. Ever saw. Uh, I mean, he just – he was outstanding. And – I mean, he, he moved guys out the door. But I think when you're in that business and you yep. understand that you can be traded, I think Towers probably treated you like a man and a professional. That was it. I, I don't think um, – I think the stories we heard at the memorial about Kevin were, were exactly that kind of guy. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's probably – I don't think you can be in the back playing poker with the guys – no, I, I I agree with that. I agree with that a hundred percent. But but I just I think the way he handled it, yeah, um, of just shooting straight and being respectful. I don't know what Preller's relationship is. I don't either. It doesn't sound like Preller has a like a crazy close relationship with anybody. I mean, not saying that's his weakness. I'm just asking you 
if you were a general manager, how yeah. would you handle it? Yeah, I think you just shoot straight with guys, right? Well, it's hard not to fall in love with guys that are in your house. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you, it is when it, they the, fucking when they, can't when, play third base. And they're making you look like shit. Dude. Yeah, you're like, fuck. Can't, can't backhand a ball. God damn, I would trade you right now for a, a dirty napkin. I'm going to ask you a, a, a transaction question in just a second. I want to mention the people over at Happy Plumbing, Blake and Travis. Of course, they're the guys. When you have those plumbing needs, there's only one person to call. That's Blake and Travis. 619-433-4943. 619-433-4943. Happy Plumbing. Dot com and what I mean by that there's only one person to call I mean happy plumbing is the only people to call they're the guys that take care of things upfront flat rate pricing never overtime charges no travel charges courteous uniform professionals licensed and insured look they're the guys to talk to everyone knows you're going to need a plumber at some point in your life remember the name happy plumbing I feel like we know these guys so well that when a happy yeah. plumbing truck drove by me the other day I just waved like it was my grandmother, like all happy to see him. I'm so happy to see a happy plumbing truck right there. Ninety nine dollars. I'm not the ice cream truck, you asshole. I never waved to the ice cream truck. Ninety nine dollar drain cleaning right now. Come on, you can see somebody, you know, you go, I know those guys. Those guys are great to us. David, let me tell you a little something about happy plumbing. Now the one thing that I enjoy in life is a nice big toasted hoagie. <laughs> And the problem with the hoagie is what comes in must go up. Right, Eddie? Oh, Jesus. Eddie, we are showing respect right now. And if you don't show respect, I'm going to take my boot and I'm going to kick you in your little raisins. <laughs> yeah, happy plumbing. There's a story today about a guy in the NHL could not figure out what was going on. He was sick as a dog. He was sleeping. Yeah. Throwing up. Couldn't figure out what was going on. Bugged him for a year. He thought he had malaria. All of a sudden, he goes into the bathroom. Yeah. He passed a 25-inch tapeworm. Holy cow. 25-inch tapeworm. That's yeah. two feet and an inch. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. God damn. You, you didn't take calculus. How the I fuck know, did right? you figure that out? Now, if you're that guy. Yeah. And this... 25-inch tapeworm comes out. You panic. Hey, don't panic, kid. Let's give Blake and Travis a call. They have plenty of experience. Whoa. I've had things 25 inches come out, Eddie, but it was not no tapeworm. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, Jesus, I'm going to be sick. I'm so dizzy. Ed, you're a little bit of a bitch tonight. <laughs> All right, here's, here's my transaction question for you right here. No, sir, I know something about that. Maybe you forgot, David. I was the general manager of the goddamn Buffalo Bills <laughs> and the goddamn San Diego Chargers. Go ahead. Let me hear it, big shot. All right, right before we came on there, I don't even know if you know because you're driving down here. Okay. Hunter Henry, one of the yes. top tight ends in the NFL, is done. Done for the entire 2018 season. Torn ACL, blew, out, blew it out. It's funny. I was telling a guy, I go, look, if you play fantasy football, Hunter yeah. Henry's your guy. I'm, yeah. As good as he Not is, anymore. he's had to take a backseat to Antonio Gates for a while. Now he's going to miss the entire, entire 2018 season. And if you're the Chargers, are you calling Antonio yes. Gates? And he's saying, hey, guess what? Yes. Yeah, I think you have to. Not saying he's an everyday guy, but you're going to need that guy in the red zone, and it's sure. going to have to be Antonio are you Gates. Go Sean Cumberland? David, yeah. <laughs> we are not going to sign Sean Cumberland. I'm crying out loud. What try to bring in Pete Severs? Is that who you want, big boy? You want Pete Severs? 
OJ Howard? He's not available. Ed, is OJ Howard available? John, he's on a roster. That's tampering. Oh, you know it's going to be tampering. You fucking fuck. <laughs> yeah, you call Antonio Gates. Bring him back. I think Antonio Gates deserves a phone call. Yeah, all of a sudden. Hunter Henry, man, that's crazy. Especially after... Uh, Colin Coward, which everyone was talking about here in San Diego the last yeah. week, said when he announced the best roster in the NFL, and he had the Chargers at the second best roster in the NFL, only beyond yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles. That's a huge blow to them. Look, I'm telling you right now, in their own city, they don't yeah. have the best roster. The Rams have the the best roster in L.A. The Vikings, the Eagles, and and everything that goes with it right now, those are the teams that you should be really excited about in the NFC. I cannot wait for the Rams and Vikings to face each other again. I'm, we talk about old days. This, this is it right here. And you talked about uniforms and everything yeah. else that the Padres are trying to do. It's so crazy to me that the NFL won't let the Rams go back to the oh uniforms that everyone wants. You aren't selling out the Coliseum. Give the fans what you want. Let them go with the uniforms they want. Got to get rid of that Vegas gold that they still have in yeah. there that says St. Louis. It's a slap in the face. Dave, can I tell you a little story about Antonio Goods? Can I tell you one before yeah. I go back in the ground? Go ahead. Do you know when when we brought that beautiful specimen here, me and Antonio and Ed, you remember this, Ed? What? <laughs> this <is> what? <laughs> yeah, I remember. If Ed doesn't remember, I remember. <laughs> me, Antonio, and fucking Eddie over here. Went down to Mission Beach. You remember they said we were down, we are going to play some volleyball. And Ed, tell David here, how many girls said to me and Antonio, you guys must be brothers. You look exactly alike. I don't... I don't remember that. What? What? Some of the most beautiful... Specimens on God's green earth said to me in 85, you guys look so much alike from head to toe. Are you brothers? Are you, who's the older brother? Probably the, the fellow with the good looking mustache. Ed, do not tell me that you do not remember that. John, that never happened. I swear to God. You were going <laughs> to... You are going to regret the day that you called me a liar on this podcast. Do you hear me, sir? Yes. You did one thing in those days. Oh, my God. I want to hear this. What did I do other than run for Mr. Mission Beach? You ran for the toilet (laughs) after eating chili. I would like his microphone cut. I don't know what your problem is tonight. You went home and had a couple of drinks, and you're not the same person. (laughs) I'm going to call Roger Bell. We're going to get this sorted out. Dave, it happened. Whether this little fuckface wants to say it or not, you know who they mistake Ed for? Ed, tell people who they mistake you for. John, John, nobody. Well, that's right. Nobody, because you're a nobody. <laughs> I have no idea what runs through my head. <laughs> I just love the fact that Ed McGuire is still alive. I hope oh, he hears these. You know, Dave, I'm alive. 
I think. I sit up here. I like crossword puzzles. Four letter word for bowel movement. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but I, I don't miss those days. That guy, Jesus. Every day was something. You know, I'm sitting right here and I can hear everything you say. And I would not be worried at all about squashing you in the road like a squirrel. <laughs> you know, when I sent these to the Chargers, no response. What? I sent some of these over to the Chargers, no, <laughs> no response, nothing. The only one who freaking responded was Bernie Wilson to it, but that was it. He loved it. Oh, yeah. Well, he should love it. Let me tell you something about uh, your friend Wilson there, Bernie. He would come into me while I was scouting, and he would say, do you know where I'm going, John? I would act a little bit like I was interested when I wasn't. I was interested in him moving on down the road. <laughs> but I would say to him, Benny, I don't know where you're going. Where are you going, Benny? That's so fascinating that you need to come in here and interrupt me. And he would say, I am on my way to Mexico because I'm going to watch boat racing. And I thought to myself, if there's ever been a bigger fucking dipshit than you walking this planet, uh, other than sidekick over here, What's that mean? Well, I can't think of a worse way to spend my day other than my current situation <laughs> than sitting in the hot sun and watching two boats drive around a goddamn pond all day. Well, that just sounds great, Benny. Why don't you get the fuck out of here now? My goodness gracious. <laughs> Did did uh, Bernie like John Butler? He did. He loved John Butler. Loved it. He liked him as a guy? No, he liked your impression. Well, that is a very classy response from Benny, and I appreciate that. I, we chose to disagree in the world of boat raising. Now, I'm going to tell you another thing, and Ed, you know where I'm going. Tell me a little bit more about this Lisa Ann and the Fleshlight. <laughs> Ed? What? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Give me that flashlight over there and bring me that mayonnaise because we're going to get that thing <laughs> looped up right ago. Mayonnaise is sitting in his office. We got it right there on the shelf, David. We got that. We got some. We got a new box of baby crackers since the last time we were here. We got those little Charleston chews that you like. They're so tasty going down. And yeah, it's good. <laughs> but that Blake at Happy Plumbing, I gave him a run for his money. 25-inch tapeworm. Did you hear that story, David? I heard that one. Thank you very much. Don't repeat that one. Came right out of him. 25 inches. That's two feet and an inch. <laughs> that's what I've heard. I've been told that twice tonight. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Want to mention the people over at Superior Fence Company, Daniel Tyler. Again, oh, he's, shit. He started back in 2005, 13 years in the business. Daniel's your guy right there. If you need a fence, if you need one of those iron gates, you want to make your property look that much better, Daniel's the guy to call. He specializes in the North County. He'll go all over San Diego County for you, though. 760-745-4846. 760-745-4846. You can also check him out on his website, 
San Diego Superior Fence.com. San Diego Superior Fence.com. He's also on Twitter, SD Superior Fence. A-plus rating with BBB, fully licensed and insured. They pride themselves on customer service, which is nowadays it's hard to get. Don't forget Superior Fence Company. Daniel's your guy. Every job is an easy job, as he tells us. Just give him a call. He'll make sure your property looks that much better. You know, I mentioned it the other day. My brother in Escondido has snakes. Yeah. People got freaked out. Yeah. Snakes are bad. Yeah. I don't like, like, I will watch YouTube. What do you watch on YouTube? No, it's funny, man. I watch a, a ton of things, but I'll watch the the the. I, I watch anything that can eat a snake or beat a snake in a fight. Yeah, but, but what I'll if also they don't watch... win and then snakes? See, I thought the squirrel was going to eat the snake, and then there were too many videos of snakes eating squirrels. Yeah, so I didn't like that because you fell for that bullshit. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you, you got to know a little bit better. If you were a betting guy, what would you have done? You would have taken the snake every fucking time. You wouldn't have yeah, taken a squirrel. Shit. But uh, no, man, I'm not. I'm not a snake guy. It's the one thing. It's it's uh, funny. I used to. A restroom in a park the other day and i walked oh. there's one of those restrooms that things like they're always open 24 hours okay so i just walked in there but i looked in the corner to make sure there wasn't a, a rattlesnake so i was all freaked out this is the time of year where you have the, the rattlesnakes are all over the place man oh man that's it now i don't know i mean i keep hyping daniel for doing it yeah but i'll tell you the one thing if you're putting one of the vinyl fences up i like your chances better than if you have a chain link fence yeah, up absolutely. where the snake just comes through Goes it. right through it yeah I just keep thinking because everybody's got animals, right? Yeah. There were so many people that have recently got uh, new dogs or cats, and you go, man, it just freaks you out. So, but I'll tell you the other thing, too. How about just a little privacy? Yeah. How about your neighbors, right? Really need your neighbor looking over. Hey, what's going on over there? <laughs> what's going on over there? You ever going to use that grill? Hey, you know what? <laughs> Daniel just came in, put this new fence up, and you can fuck off. <laughs> gone i just if you just want to sit back there and chill out it's yep. so nice just looks good man look at their website absolutely do such great work yeah you're gonna love it daniel's your guy and of course the people over barkley landscape and saw ryan just the other day ryan and, oh man ryan and his dad doing a great job in san diego look we talk about guys that have supported this economy supported the people in san diego ryan's always busy doing a fantastic job all over san diego gonna make your yard look that much better this is the time of the year summer's coming up Look, this haze is going to burn off. You're going to mm -hmm. spend a lot more time outside. You want your backyard, your front yard to look that much better. You can call Ryan, 619-669-8000. 619-669-8000. I was walking through Lowe's today. Uh -huh. Someone was told me they were looking for turf, and the guys at Lowe's weren't able to help them out. And I said, look, I got a number for you. Good. And so I handed his number right over to him. I said, look, he's the guy yeah. right there. Artificial turf, grass, free estimates. They can take care of everything for a erosion control, irrigation systems. You name it. If yeah. you go into my backyard right now, it looks better than it's ever looked because Ryan came over at 6 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Didn't even know he was here. Jesus. So opened the door up, and all of a sudden, I looked like I had a whole brand-new backyard. Did such a good job for us, and especially for my wife, who uh, meant a lot to her just because it's been a year since her mother passed yeah. away and used to spend all her time in that backyard. Completely made my wife's uh, week by making it nice on the anniversary of when she passed away. And uh, can't thank him enough for the great backyard that we have right now. But you two can have a fantastic backyard. Ryan and his dad, Scott, here's the number again, 619-669-8000. Yeah, so great. That erosion control is uh, big too, man, yeah. especially because we've had a little bit of rain and you see the dirt come down. And uh, I mean, look, we I spent seven years going through Santa Barbara and going through Montecito. Yep. And you're just seeing it, what's going on with those houses up there that just got devastated by the rain. I, I think it, it's so often we wait until the day after yeah, man, look ahead. If you have a hillside behind you 
make that call to Ryan and go, man, what can we do here? And I love when he on Papa Bark on his Twitter account posts the before and after pictures. He had one the other day, again, where he went in that guy's backyard. The weeds looked like they were about yeah. nine feet tall. Did you see that? Yeah. And he had, the, he had the mask on. He had the whole thing on. God, he had that place cleaned up. They did an amazing job. It looked great. And you go, I don't even know who the homeowner is. But I bet when he comes home and he sees the job that Barkley Landscape did, you go, wonderful. Absolutely fantastic. Great job, Brian. Absolutely fantastic. Before we get out of here, I just want to ask you real quick, because this is very popular today on Twitter. Started early this morning. Okay. Brandy Chastain. Holy shit. (laughs) Holy shit. She went into the Bay Area Hall of Fame. Okay. Brandy Chastain, one of the greatest (laughs) soccer players of all time. From the Bay Area, of course, she was most famous for the 1999 Women's World Cup at the Rose Bowl, where she rips off her, her shirt and has mm-hmm. the sports bra underneath, and the whole deal. Everybody's seen it a million times. Oh my God, man! They could have what not dishonored fuck? her <laughs> even more, even more. It was, it was so brutal. Everybody's seen it by now. There's nothing in the number one looks like her. Number two doesn't even look no. like a girl. No, the first one. Um, I saw somebody, I can't think of who I saw this morning. Then Steve Woods congratulated me. Well, I'm such a moron that I accepted the honor and thanked the people of Tampa Bay. So I thanked Ybor City. I thanked the people of Tampa Bay. I wondered if I was going to get one of those gator boats with the big fan in the back. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I was all excited. And then because I got my tattoo down there. Yeah. And I went to a bunch of strip clubs down there. Yeah. And I go, yeah, I belong in the Ybor City Hall of Fame. And then somebody was like, hey, stupid, it's Bay Area. I'm like, I haven't done shit. I haven't even been to a strip club in the Bay Area. <laughs> so um, then I lost my title. The The other great ones that I saw, Dick Van Patten was funny. It was good. Nick Canepa said Peter King yeah, was, was funny. But the one, my favorite one of the day was Costa saying it was Joe Klecko. <laughs> Joe Klecko. Joe Klecko, I thought was outstanding. I thought I had it with Biff Tannen, but that Biff was Biff Tannen was another yeah, good. I like Joe Klecko even better. I told Mike uh, that made me laugh. I, I what? <laughs> how? How is? Imagine if you're Brandon Chastain, you're like, I just got compared to Joe Klecko. Yeah, I said uh, Jim McElwain. The yeah, first guy I saw too. was Jim McElwain, former coach of Florida. So you look at that and you go, okay, well, all the people we just mentioned, none of them are mistaken for yeah. Brandy Chastain. Yeah. All studs. We'll get the deal done. But you go. You. All right, go ahead. Finish up what you're saying. But now they are redoing it. They yeah. have apologized. Well, they complained about it, though, too. It's going to cost a lot of money. Fuck off. It's completely Fuck off off. is right. Get your money back. God, shit. You might as well. It looked more like Al Roker than yeah. it looked like Brandy Chastain. Terrible. Yeah, no offense to Brandy Chastain, but I'm telling you right now, I think I'd have a tough time. If I was her husband, I don't think I could ever sleep with her again no. after that. Every time I'd try and get in bed with her, I'd be thinking of that stupid plot yeah. going, I'm not going to touch you anymore. You no, disgust me. You're goddamn Joe Klecko. <laughs> when I married, I did not marry Joe Klecko. Um, wasn't, wasn't Joe Klecko in one of the Cannonball movies? Yeah, huge. <laughs> Joe beat the shit out of you. Um... Yeah, I I don't know this for sure, but I thought she had a reputation of not being a very likable person. Yeah, I'm not sure either on that one. Uh, is know. what I heard. We heard I, a lot of those girls weren't her, very nice. Her and Mia Hamm. Yeah. Julie Foudy that came yeah. through here, Shannon McMillan, really outstanding. They were. Really cool. But I thought the knock was that Brandy Chastain may not have been the nicest person. Maybe I that's never why the guy fucked her over in the plaque. 
Well, that's what I was wondering yeah. today. Um, I don't know. Um, I want to give a plug out okay. to my friend Matt Coyle. Matt Coyle, who, by the way, has stepped up and is donating the first four books in his outstanding Rick Cahill series. We will have those as a raffle present, uh, raffle gift at our event coming up on August the 1st. Uh, but uh, Matt did a book. It's out. It will be out in December, but you can pre-order it now on Amazon called Wrong Light. Okay. And the premise of Wrong Light is the main character in the book is Rick Cahill. And Rick is a San Diego detective. Um, doesn't always get along with local law enforcement, so there's a little bit of tension there. But in this latest book, he is called in to protect a local talk show host, and her name is Naomi. The show she does is Naomi at Night. Okay. Okay? So if you are a fan of radio, local radio is the backbone. Yeah. Is kind of the, the main part of it. I am very happy at the front of the book I was given an acknowledgement, which That's is awesome. really nice because I continue tonight to help him with just logistics stuff. There are a bunch of little Easter eggs that you will find in that book if you like local San Diego radio. And th these books are taking off. They're going to be incredibly popular. And it's really kind of fun. But here's what I did um, because it's kind of in an editing process. So, yeah. again, it's logistics of talk radio and how does it work and how does this work, that work, and everything else. So uh, Naomi works at AM 1350. Okay. Okay. So it's a lot of similarities to a place where we used to work. But um, as I'm going through the book, I find that the morning show in the first edition was Stephen Mike. Okay. And keep in mind, the book was written about a year ago. And I looked at that and I go, well, hmm. I don't like that. <laughs> and here's, here's why I don't like it. Stephen Mike, I love Costa. I don't think Hartman gave any kind of shit when we left there. And I hate the management team at 1360. The other thing that I looked at was nobody on 1360 is going to promote Coyle's book. Coyle's a great guy. And they're not going to do shit to promote him. But I know two guys who would. Yeah. That would be Steve and Ben. And I said they would like it. They would think it's really cool. Yeah. They would promote it. And shit, they may bring him in studio. So I called Stevie Woods yesterday, and I said, hey, let just run something by you. And I told him, you know, what was going on in the book and the premise and the whole thing. He goes, fuck, that's really cool. Like, just that. Yeah. And I go, okay, I'm glad you say that because here's what I'm thinking. The morning show on the book is Steve and Mike. And Woods just starts laughing. He goes, oh, shit, how about that? That's funny. I go, yeah, well, I, I, don't, I don't find it funny. I, I don't like it. And I said, I'm going to ask Matt to change that 
to Stephen Bent. And Woods goes, dude, that's outstanding. He goes, <laughs> we'll bring him in studio. We'll hype it up. He goes, that is really cool. So I sent Coyle a message. Yeah. And I said, I think you should change that to Stephen Bent. Yeah. And I said, I think their audience would dig it. I think they would dig it. Um, and they're good guys. And I said, Hartman wouldn't give a fuck. And I go, plus, they have tripled the audience of Hardwick and Judd. Yeah. Then he goes, I'm making the change. So when you're reading, like I said, there's other things you're going to see. I'm not going to give too much away. But I, I that to me is That's cool. That's cool. That is really cool. And I love the fact that, uh, that Ben um, and Steve are into it. And will help promote a really good dude. And if you're into local mysteries that take place and there's a million landmarks that you you know throughout San Diego that are in the book, uh, Matt Coyle is his name. There are four of them that are out already. And uh, you, you'll love them. But, um, yeah, just That's get cool. them. But, but that was kind of fun. And I appreciate Woods and Ben doing it. By the way, I also hit Higgins up the other day to ask him, why doesn't change that sports extra? And I guess they would love to. Oh, you to. did bring it up to him? Yeah. I guess they would love to do it. Yeah. They would love to change it. But it's something more at a corporate level. So really? it's not Ben's doing. Ben's yeah. like, yeah, shit, I would change it yeah, I'm five, like, years, five ago years ago. Five years ago. You dicks went in there. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's cool. So I just, uh, yeah, I'm kind of happy we were able to make that happen. And I think... Cool. Um, Look, even if they just promote it on social media. But I think, yeah, if you like mysteries and, and summertime's coming up, right? Yeah. Beach books, shit, man, those coil books are outstanding. And Matt will be down there on August 1st. Get a chance to talk to him. Really, really good dude. Really talented at what he did. That, Dave, to yeah. me, is where you go. When you talked about print earlier, fuck, I, I couldn't do that on my best day. And I, I love, he's going to come in one night um, because we're, we're setting up. You talked about Kyle Fluger. Can I yeah. just, this will be my final thing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, one of the things we've talked about is there's going to be changes coming to the show. Pretty significant changes that are coming. And what you're going to see is tonight, what are we at right now? As far as time-wise? Yeah. We're at uh, almost an hour 39. Okay, hour 39. The days of this going to 25 are over, right? Yeah. What you're going to see is... Um, probably relatively quick. The average podcast is going to run an hour. Yeah. Um, if Dave and I go tonight for an hour 45, we're going to break it at an hour. Yep. That'll be part one. And then maybe tomorrow will be part two. Yep. Because it just, it makes more sense. It does. Most people will say, they look, these podcasts are great, man. They, they take all week to listen to. Yeah, so, they go to. Yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. But the average podcast for a normal person is about 45 minutes. And so we yeah. love talking. But when we realize that, hey, if it's too long for you guys, we'll, we'll, we'll give you guys more. We'll, we'll yeah. basically break it up into two different shows. So it's going to be two different shows. And that part is coming up. And I would think that's going to happen sooner rather than later. So get yeah. ready for that. Um, it's just, I think, I know a handful of people bitch at the start, but ultimately it's going to be, you're going to like it more because it's just going to fly by and, yep. and off you go and shit, save them for the same day. Just listen to them back to back. The other thing that's coming is Patreon. Patreon yep. is coming to this. Um, Kyle Fluger, our buddy is helping us set that up. And I love some of the ideas that have been sent to us from Jordan Bean, Jojo Tarantino, 
and others that have really been good. Uh, John Conniff um, from Mad Friars has been great. Thank you to all you guys um, that have sent us so much fantastic information on how Patreon works. And so the Patreon element is coming. I don't know. Um, I don't know if Dave has a thought on this. I, I don't know right now that that will happen before August the 1st. It may, but it's like this charity event takes up every minute as we're trying to make it a really special night for all of you that are coming out. But um, I think ultimately you're still going to see content, yeah. free content for all of you that want to continue to support the free content and that we're able to do it because of guys like Ryan Barkley and Brian Curry, Blake and Travis, Alan Taylor, Daniel Tyler, all of those guys make it happen. So we're going to do something that's respectful of those guys, but the Patreon show is going to be a little different and that will be where we can get the Brett Boone's in here. Um, Matt Coyle in here, Jim Trotter in here. I think Dave is kind of what we've talked about, yeah. right? Johnny from Cobra Kai. Oh, shit. That, uh, well, I'll tell you the other one, too, is the Lisa Anns, the Nicole Eggerts, um, those kind of things yeah. are just Patreon. So um, that'll be it. There um, you go. So that's coming. I, I don't yeah. really know when, but we're prepping you for it. And then I guess because everybody wants to know, is there anything for 97.3? Um, we don't have any interest in the morning show. I, yeah. I keep seeing people that are like, uh, go replace Cilio. We're not doing that. Because if you work on a baseball flagship station, the midday guy and the afternoon guy get days off all the time because of baseball games. Dave and I did that at 1090. It sucked. We worked, <laughs> we worked 200 days a year. Darren worked like yeah. 85 days a year. Yeah. Um, Darren's 83 and looks great. He looks amazing. Got all nervous with me today on Twitter. I didn't have any time for him. I told him, calm the fuck down. <laughs> Did um, that work when he said, calm the fuck down? Nah, he didn't listen to anything I told him. But, um, so we don't have any interest in morning. So, Cilio's going to be there. If if they change him out, it's not going to be to make room for the Dave and Jeff show. Yeah. You don't have any interest in going doing mornings there, do you? You know what? I don't say no to anything, oh, but no, I, I know you do. There's so many different things that happen. Everything in my life always happens all at once. I'm sure yours yeah. is the same because we've been working together for 20 years, but there have been so many things that have come up, not only from this podcast and the success of the podcast, but stuff not only in San Diego, but yeah. nationwide for us a lot lately where we're finally for the first time, we're getting a chance to make decisions. Yeah. Which is really nice. Um, Jim Rome is still there nine to noon. I will tell you that as we talked about the numbers from men 25 to 54, Jim yeah. Rome, of all of the talk shows that are on the air sports talk-wise from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., Jim Rome was by far the lowest-ranked show for men yeah. 25 to 54. And you say, how how low is he? Uh, he loses two-thirds of the audience, the lead-in audience that Cilio has. Wow. Cilio has three times the audience that Rome has. Yeah. Hardwick has four times the audience. Darren has 14 times the audience that Jim Rome has. Stephen Ben, seven. So for all of you that, oh, well, this is bullshit. You don't know what you're doing. Romy's the man. He was getting beat consistently. Yeah. Like I just told you, Stephen Ben have been on the air for a couple of months. They're beating him seven listeners to one. 
Scott's beating him 14 to 1. Yeah. Darren's beating him 14 to 1. Dan's beating him 3 to 1. Uh Rich and Mark and Rich are beating him I think about 4 to 1. Yeah. So if you like the show, you're the only one. You're the only one. You're that one. <laughs> you're that one. Um but the are the update on 973 was um last we heard they're they're working on getting a program yeah. director in place. Look, that has a big thing to do with it. Yeah. Cuz like we said before, if you hire Dan Henning over there, and you have no interest in going. And there's about seven guys locally that wouldn't shock me that are trying to get that job. And if any one of those seven get, fuck, I'm not going yeah. to work for any of those guys again. They're morons. Or if you had a guy like Woods is working for that that absolutely pulls the e-brake on all momentum you have on a show by saying, hey, interrupt every three and a half minutes to say who you are. I'd be like, I'm not doing this shit. I'm not. You're it just reminds me of Stern in private parts. It is. It's so we're dumb. talking about his grandmother dying. By the way, it's forty degrees outside. It's four forty-two in the morning. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but I, I think <clears throat> if there was to be a fit for yeah. me, I think the fit that you and I would really like is that noon to three, noon that, to three, or or uh, three to six. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be very, very interesting. Well, it has nothing to do with anything other than the fact I want 95 extra days off that you get from doing baseball. Three. Looking for another National League expansion team back east is what we're looking for. Yeah. But um, but they're they're trying to hire a program director. They've been very nice. The Padres were very nice. Yeah. And talked about that they would like to, whether it's through the podcast or if we were able to do something at 97.3. Yeah. 97.3 has said, hey, we're going to try to help you out and send some stuff your way August 1st. I yeah. really dug that. Again, what did we say it was when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago? What percentage did we put it at? I don't know. What percentage do you want to put it at? It's well, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, I think we put it at about 15. Okay. And I would still say I think we're probably about 15%. Okay. Yeah. All I, right. I just... I'll, I'll tell you, it's 0% for me to do mornings over there. Yeah. I have no interest at all in going back and doing morning radio, <laughs> other than the fact that the second true love of my life, Susan DeVincent's right next to me. Oh, yeah, that's a, big, that's a big call right there. All of a sudden, she's out? She's not out. She's outstanding. <laughs> okay. So that, she's not out. That's a huge, she's huge, outstanding. That's a huge card right there you just threw in. God dang, right? Yeah. What are you, crazy? Uh, what are you, gay? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, and, and then the final thing is this. There, there's like some really weird dudes on Twitter. Yeah. But the weirdest guy I've ever, I've ever seen. Like there's weird guys. Yeah. There's one really, really weird guy who wrote to Intercom on social media and said, you don't want Dave and Jeff... They associate with porn stars. And I was like, now that's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Thanks for worrying about us. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm not hanging out with those yeah. chicks that are like, like whatever, that freak porn. Lisa Ann, man. Hall of Famer. Yeah, that makes you cool. Stupid. And I was like, this guy is a fucking loser. And I just immediately <laughs> blocked him. I was like, dude, if you're that dumb. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't think we're going, but I sure appreciate those guys at 97th. They're yeah. going to help us on August the 1st. 
They've been very nice, very supportive, and, and really just cool. And, yeah. I, and I appreciate those guys and the Padres, too. But I think that covers everything. Please look for the GoFundMe page. Um, we'd love to have you. Like I said, $300 yeah. gets you in the door here for a podcast. $100 gets you a cool little gift thing from the Vegas Knights. Uh, 25 bucks gets you in the door. Sean Walchef and Cali Comforts providing the food. Tad Ryan, Disappointing Joe, will be the band. Yeah. Now, Lisa Ann is coming. Um, we're working on Nicole Eggert to come down. East Lake Country Club, I think, is where we're going. Yeah. It's going to be Wednesday, August the 1st. Our hope is to maybe kick everything off at about 4 o'clock because we know a lot of you have tight schedules, and we'll start at 4 o'clock and see how late it goes. That'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. Real quick before we get out here, get a quick plug. Um, I have uh, – obviously, I coach a lot of baseball. We talk baseball a lot as far as what I've done with youth programs. Had a lot of success with the guys that I've had in the past. A lot of the kids that I had, they grew up. They mm -hmm. graduated, and either they moved on to Division One schools like so – Dave's a, looking for single moms. <laughs> we want to talk to you. <laughs> We're wearing my – I love uh, MILF's T-shirt. No, here's the deal. Is uh, the kids I had, and they moved on to schools like UCLA, USC, San Diego State to play baseball, or they moved on and they got drafted by pro organizations – I'm working Ooh, with younger kids. Brag. You've heard, uh, well, I'm selling it right here. So yeah, I've told you before, I'm coaching the 14U team right now with Brett Boone. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Having a great time coaching baseball. I'm expanding it. So I have an 18U California Bears team. I have a 14U Bears team, but I'm expanding it out. So if your son is 11, going to be 12, 12, going to be 13, uh, 14 heading into 15, 16 age. We're expanding the California Bears. We have a tryout coming up June 3rd. It's a Sunday, 4 o'clock at the East Lake Little League Juniors Field. You can go on my website. You can register right there if you're interested in trying out. But it's, uh, it's baseball. It's obviously for kids that can play. It's, we aren't looking for guys who have never played before. This is baseball travel ball at its highest level. So if you're interested in having your son try out, and uh, playing ball with us, here's how you do it. CaliforniaBearsBaseballClub.com. CaliforniaBearsBaseballClub.com. You can register for the tryout right there. But, again, we're expanding, and, and uh, never thought I'd do it that way. But so many people have said, hey, can we get more teams? So we're opening the door up right there. So it'll be a good time. For, uh, again, CaliforniaBearsBaseballClub.com. Thursday, we're coming back for another podcast this week. Quick question from Daniel Tyler. He's the sponsor of the show. If he asks a question, we better goddamn answer yes. it. Like John Butler? Is he going to answer it or are you going to answer it? No, I'll answer it. Uh, I said, guys, I have a Rams-Chargers PSL question. Rams and Chargers sell the same seat, two different PSLs. Which fan has rights to it for secondary offense? The benefit to buying uh, correct, first to buy for concerts. The Rams PSL owner will have priority on wow. that. They will be the number one um, tenant in there. However, if you buy a PSL for the Chargers... While you may not get that exact seat, look, in an ideal world, they would love to sell yeah. 100,000 PSLs. They're just not going to do it. Yep. So at that level, what you're going to get is you're going to have the opportunity to buy tickets first. It, may, it just may not be that exact seat. But, um, but they'll take care of you on that. But in that, anything that's going to happen between the Rams and the Chargers, the Rams fan is always going to have of the course. priority. For me, if I, if I was looking at... PSL for that, Dave. I just feel like you're you're much more the Rams fan than I am. Yeah, it just feels like that team is absolutely. Phil's got the Tigers on Yo, the move you right kidding. there, right? Yeah, I very mean, exciting. Where you look at and you go, what Cronkie's yeah. doing, what Sean yeah. McVay's doing. Uh, I mean, that feels like the team that you'd want to get on board. with. I loved how Marcus Peters came out and said, "You got to pay Aaron Donald, pay the man." Guys, Marcus Peters is 
worn Rams practice shorts two times in his life, and he's yeah. sitting there the one piping up, saying, you're going to pay this guy. All of a sudden, it's it. But, but yeah, Daniel, that will be it. If, yeah. if, if you buy a Charger PSL, they're still going to find a way. If U2 shows up or if they're doing things like that, you're still going to be in the building. You're yeah. probably just going to have to give up your seat on the aisle to the Rams fan over there. <laughs> there you go. All right. We're going to be back on Thursday for the next podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Love a baby through